Why do so many people move to Sweden to work? There are numerous reasons, and in this episode, Michael Jury, PhD at Linköping University, talks about his reasons and how his move to Sweden was. Welcome to the podcast, Work at LIU. My name is Priya. Welcome to this podcast, Michael. Hi, thank you for having me. So today we're going to talk about moving to Sweden and working in Sweden, okay. and particularly at Linköping University. Sure. So my first question to you, obviously, is how long have you been in Sweden? Uh, so I've been here, it's five years and a few months now. So uh, I came here to do my master's degree. Um, and then I did a couple of little research projects uh, where I got paid a stipend. And then that led on to me staying here and currently doing my PhD. What made you choose Linköping University to begin with? Um, it's an inter- interesting question. Um in in the UK, people don't really know much about Sweden, so it's like this sort of mysterious land. It's not really a typical holiday destination, so that sort of quite appealed to me. Um, but also, I really wanted to do my uh, masters um, in the UK. It's quite a high tuition fees, whereas some countries, including Sweden, uh, they don't charge you any tuition. Um, so that was one of the deciding factors for me. Did um, you do any research before you came here? Like, as you said, Sweden is a mysterious country. I, yeah. Polar bears on the streets. Exactly. I still hear that. <laughs> so did you do any research before you came? Uh, I did some research, yeah. I, I mean, I knew that it was generally a very happy place to live. Um, I knew that it was quite a, a liberal place, uh, which appealed to me. Um, much more than that, not that much, really. Okay. But you did your master's. What made you decide to stay? Because you could have gone home. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, I stayed stayed because I just really like Linköping. It has this sort of small town feel to it. um, But there's just a lot going on here. Um, So it's like you can get anywhere in 20 minutes. So that's that's a really cool thing when you're socializing. You can visit all your friends. And um, yeah, I just I genuinely felt like this became my home. So you decided to apply for a PhD. Yep. Okay. If we think, if you think about moving here, and of course that's a big process and everything, are there any things that you wish you knew before you came here um, that would have helped you in this transition over to Sweden? Um, it's more practical things, really. I mean. There's one thing here, like in the UK five years ago, cash was used for everything. Whereas here, like cash is not used. I mean, they don't take it on the buses, uh, they don't take it in some bars, and they definitely don't accept it in banks. Um, so knowing that, that could have helped me um, because then I could have been more prepared. Um, I mean, for someone coming here, I can't stress enough the importance of uh getting your personal number as soon as possible and then applying for your bank ID because almost everything is done with uh, cards or with uh, uh, amp, uh, apps uh, such as your bank ID. Um, I also believe that um, some of the apps also require a Swedish phone number to work such as the bus or Swish. Um, so that would be a, a good thing to know. So personal number, 
um, bank ID mm-hmm. and the um, the Swedish phone number. Like three main things. That's it. Yeah. Cash is not king. Cash is not king. Okay. <laughs> what was the biggest issues? Um, or problems when you moved here, apart from what you just said, like with the cash. But was sure. there something that you found, oh, this was really hard because I am from another country? Um, I mean, I had quite a, quite an easy transition here, really. Uh, but one of the things I've really struggled with is uh, the language. Um, so I like to tell people that because I'm English, I have a disadvantage because everyone speaks English. But but actually, of course, I have a massive advantage. And uh, Swedes generally do speak very good English. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it can be uh, a little bit embarrassing when you're talking to new people, you tell them how long you've been here, and then they ask you, how is your Swedish? And then, unfortunately, I have to say, it's, it's not very good. <laughs> no, <laughs> but svenska. as you said, like, Swedes speak English. Yeah. Uh, we have a high level of English in this country, so you can get by. Exactly. Um, but, but do you wish you would would talk more Swedish, or is it...? Y- yeah, I, yeah, I would like to. I mean, here at the university, it's English is, uh, in some departments, actively encouraged. So there isn't that many possibilities to learn Swedish. Um, that being said, um, I know that the university and the municip- municipality offer free Swedish courses, uh, which so there is plenty of opportunity to, to learn if you have the time. Yeah, so good luck with that then in <laughs> the future. <laughs> I want to talk to you about housing. Sure. Because it's not easy to find a house or a place to live or even a room to live in. How did you do? What did you, how did you find your housing? So um, it's quite typical here for... Uh, students to sublet out their rooms if they're going away for six months or a year. Um, so when I had my first room, I, it was from someone subletting it out. And I found them via the Liu notice boards, which I believe isn't operating anymore. Um, and I just communicated with them. We, we spoke to, to each other on webcam. Um, I verified that she was a student. And then the process was was quite seamless. There is uh, Facebook groups that um, that have this uh, uh, people where they can post about their um, their rooms they're letting out, um, which can be a good resource. But I know from several years ago, at least, there was a lot of scams. Um, so it's something that you really need to watch out for. Um, I know accommodation is hard to find here, but you need to really do your uh, your homework and so you don't get caught up in these scams. And even if you come here as staff, if you don't, like you came as a student, so exactly. you had that opportunity as well. But if you come here as staff, doing your own research when it comes to housing and mm. being proactive, that's quite important, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's also another resource it's, uh, called Blocket. It's sort of a buy and sell uh, website. It's very big in Sweden. Um, generally, they have whole apartments that are available to uh, rent. And when I got my second place to live, uh, me and my friend, we found it through Blocket. And uh, it was through a private uh, landlady. And so that was quite an easy thing as well. Um, I know there's a, a housing association, Student Bastada, uh, but they need um, points 
to uh, in order to be in the queue for the the room. And of course, an international student will struggle with this because I know some Swedes they've been queuing for years on this website, so they have loads of points. And international students, they might not have very many at all. However, I have seen before that they offer some rooms without point requirements. So if you're quick, I think you can sometimes snap up a room. Yeah, but again, you need to be proactive and like oh, absolutely, a, yeah. Keep your all your um, social media active Very and just so. block it, as you said, in all these places where you can find an apartment. When, when I found my apartment, my friend was checking the the website several times a day, so, so yeah. we, we got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So now you work here, and I know you worked in UK as well. Comparing UK to Sweden when it comes to um, work environment? What are the biggest differences? For me, the biggest difference I found is this um, idea of there's no hierarchy. Everyone sort of, um, you treat everyone equal. So when I'm in a meeting with my supervisor, we're just talking as equals. Of course, I respect him as my supervisor, but this idea that you can just have a frank conversation And when you're in a meeting, you can have input into the discussion and you are treated just the same as anyone else. So it allows you to feel like your input matters. And I think that's a, a really important difference they have here. Um, I feel like there's also a big focus here on sort of employee welfare and uh, mental health awareness. So I know that um, there's... For me, as an employee, I get paid or given a small amount of uh, allowance that I can spend towards um, uh, sort of health and well-being. So, for example, I I use it to offset some of my gym membership, and so I think that's a that's a really good policy they have here. Sounds good. So, uh, one last question. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's two questions okay. in one. Do you recommend Linköping University as a place to work? And why, if you do? I mean, I I definitely do. I mean, I've really fallen in love with the university. I've I've been there for five years now, and um, yeah. So I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, I mean, it's given me a lot of uh, opportunities. It feels very sort of a welcoming and relaxed working environment, and it feels like. Um, You have a lot of opportunity to to meet other people through collaborations, through your department, through um, student organisations, or even just everyone going to the same place for coffee. And so there's always familiar faces you'll see as you're walking around. And I think that it really feels like you're a part of something. And uh, so, yeah, it feels really nice. And, um, and, I, and lastly, the, the university... I know from my experience of visiting other universities, is a well-known and respected uh, university within Sweden, and it's really one you can be proud of. So, I okay. am. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me today, Michael. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You have listened to Work at LIU with me, Priya Eklund, and today's guest, Michael Jury. We will be back with more episodes, so make sure to keep a lookout so you don't miss anything.